right. All right, y'all. Uh, welcome to uh, Talking Married Life and Bank Trapper. I'm the Bank Trapper, and this is my beautiful wife. The team of the banker. And so uh, during this episode, we actually um, are in the middle of moving right now. My wife is up in Arlington already. I'm still down here in Tyler. So uh, when this gets posted, it'll look a little bit weird. But we have an honored guest along with us through all of this. And uh, we got uh, the man who comes and hits us with all the assets before splurging ABS team, uh, ABS tribe advice. Um, he's one of the wisest men I've ran into in my life. Um, he got Alaska booming real hard um, from everything <laughs> from, from haircuts to business plans to creating groups and, and touching the community, helping um, the homeless. And, 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 you know, I'm really, really honored to have uh, my brother Sean Item on here, um, AKA Mr. Uh, Get Your Side Hustle Right. And uh, I'd like you to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, brother. Yes, sir. Well, first and foremost, thank you, uh, Fatima. Thank you, Elijah. I appreciate y'all for having me on. Uh, you know, like I, I don't, I don't take that lightly. And uh, you know, I plan on giving y'all some fire. You know what I'm saying? Some good content. But uh, yeah, like the brother was saying, my name is Sean Item. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. I'm a man of God first and foremost, a father, um, a, a husband. Um, and yeah, business person as well. Um, I'm one of the coaches. I am the head coach in uh, the ABS tribe. That was one of the things he was kind of talking about. Um, and that's how, you know, I met, I met these two beautiful people, um, along with, uh, uh, something called the side hustles Academy as well, where we, we coach and help people scale it and grow their businesses. But yeah, I wear a lot of hats, but you know, God has, uh, given me a lot of potential, a lot of experience. So, uh, my biggest thing is just teaching. So, you know, whatever capacity I could do that in, that's that's my realm. I could just talk and teach to you all day. Uh, so I just feel uh, very honored with this whole COVID-19 thing. It's allowed us to really kind of get in these Zoom calls and be able to really get our message out in so many different ways that I don't even think uh, we were even considering before. So again, thank you. It's an honor and privilege to be on y'all show, man. I appreciate that. And so you actually brought up um, something that's... Um, a part of my first question for you. And so um, a lot of people don't understand that creating a business is an investment. Mm. And so um, you have created several businesses and I would like to know, you know, what is it that got your first interest even sparked into creating the business that you chose to create and uh, some of how you went about uh, getting into that space for people that may want to do something similar. Yeah, great question. So I always had the entrepreneurial bug. So, you know, like most of us um, always was having little side hustles, side hustles um, as I was growing up, whether that was, um, you know, I started off selling candy. Um, I got a short story here. I, I sold candy when I first did it. I was like maybe like eight years old and me and my cousins didn't know anything about profits or anything like that. So we were actually buying the candy and selling it for cheaper than what we were getting it for. At the okay. Store. All so right. my grandmother, my grandmother caught wind of us doing that. And she kind of put us on the game of, you know, hey, you got to mark it up a little bit. Mm. Uh, so my first business, we went out of business within like, <laughs> like a week of being in the neighborhood, but we had it on smash, but we had yeah. money. <laughs> so yeah. So, so fast forward, um, I was in the military. Um, and before that, I actually had a friend. His name was Kel Kelvin Williams. Uh, he was my best friend when I was coming up. 
and their family business was the hair business. So Jan Hair Care, uh, shout out to them. That's not really a business anymore, but that was a business back in Lake Charles, Louisiana, where I was raised. And, uh, you know, that was their business. I saw their mom. She was getting it. She would work three days out the week and she would make all of the money that she needed to when she was off the other four weeks. And they also happened to be uh, my pastor. Uh, and this was his family. So I really was really tight with them. Uh, Kelvin, my best friend, you know, this being a family business, he eventually went to, uh, he went to barber school. Um, he was about a, he would think he was two grades ahead of me because they were homeschooled. So around my sophomore, junior year, he started cutting hair um, and going to barber school and me being his best friend, you know, I was his guinea pig. So he would come to my dad's house and he was lace me up and, and uh, you know, I was one of his first clients basically. Um, once I graduated school, I really wanted to be a barber. Like I really wanted to do what my, my best friend was doing. Uh, my dad was like, you either going to college or you going to the military. Um, mm -hmm. I was young and I kind of just, you know, uh, you know, I wanted some distance from my family just to kind of just, you know, just explore the world, you know, nothing wrong with my family. I have a great family, but just kind of immature and young at that, at that age and just kind of mm -hmm. wanted to go out and do what I wanted to do. Um, so I chose the military. So I got stationed um, in, in Lake, uh, not Lake Charles, I got stationed in Alaska, um, Elmendorf Air Force Base in 2003. Um, I got up here and there was no barbershops, bro. There were like two. Like I come from a place where there's a barbershop on every corner to go yeah. to a place where we literally sitting in here. And I'm like, you know, we go to the barbershop. We fi finally found a barbershop that I like. I like the way the dudes cut. And we were sitting there on Fridays, bro, for like three hours, like with an appointment. You're going to be in there for two, three hours just kicking it. So like um, I saw the need as soon as I got up here, didn't know how I was going to make that transition because I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm in the military. So whatever they tell me, if I got to get shipped out somewhere, you know, I really can't afford to create a business at this time. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, But it was it was heavy on my mind. I was just I just saw the supply and the demand of it. Um, I ended up getting out of the military, um, you know, and before I got out the military, I was cutting my friend's hair. I was messing them up. This is before YouTube. So this is like 04. So like mm. I'm really learning like on the job. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't nowhere to go and, you know, try to get a reference point. So I'm tearing up their head, but my boys is cool with it. You know, we know you practicing. We know you're getting better. Uh, fast forward, I end up uh, getting out of the military. And when I knew I was getting out of the military, I started going to my mentor's barber school, uh, just right out, maybe like two hours a day. Um, I couldn't be there all day, but I would go right after I got out of the military, after my, my shift at work, I would just pick up some uh, some hours at school. And, um, and you know, long story short, I ended up graduating. I went to my first shop. It was called uh, House of Cuts. Uh, my mentor, another one of my mentor, uh, uh, Eric Quinn, God rest his soul, he passed away. And when he passed away, I knew it was kind of time for me to open up my own establishment. And that was in 2008. That's when I opened up Hair Science. And uh, the rest is kind of history, man. We, we've been doing it and putting it down ever since then. And you said a lot in that, even though you said short story, it was a yeah. lot of gems that were involved in that, that you saw a need first. Yeah. And a lot of, especially like uh, with our people, a lot of us don't pay attention to need-based businesses. Mm. And also um, your willingness to uproot and go somewhere else where there was opportunities. Yeah. Because a lot of us won't leave our side of town, let alone go to, you know, I mean, I don't know how many, cause I know, I know a couple people out in Alaska Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know how many people, though, like when, you know, 
I would be talking to one of them up in Alaska. They'd be like, who are you talking to on my buddy up in Alaska? Well, who want to be in Alaska? Yeah. You know, but um, <laughs> not understanding that it's no different than when people migrate here. Because um, um, I was just listening to another podcast that's really dope. And uh, this family from Australia was just like, they were already doing fairly well in Australia, but they saw um, that education in America, side education for America, you could find out real estate courses, which they didn't offer in Australia. Oh, wow. And so they took an American real estate course and was just like, hey, you know what? We're going to try this out. And they took their whole family and went straight to Australia. And so um, I say all that to say, how is it that you operate with your family now, being that you have roots down south, but yep. you up way up north, dang near, you know, in, in, in Asian territory? Yeah, man. Um, great question, bro. Um, one of the things like biblically that they talk about is like, you know, like a prophet can never even be respected or ever re- even received in, in his homeland. So that's like something that always stayed in my mind, like whether that was Jesus, whether that was Moses, whether that was Muhammad, like anybody, like, you know, it's just it's just hard for people to come up with you and know your shortcomings and know you used to be that snotty nosed kid or know you used to be whatever, whatever your reputation was um, and really being able to receive you. I think one of the one of the life hacks is actually going to places that you are not really you don't have that that reputation, right? Like, so I could mm-hmm. see the, I could see both sides of it, you know, like being established in a place. Uh, but also my story is going to a place that I, I was not established and it allowed me to actually rebirth myself and my identity and my brand and what I wanted to be known for without really having any premonition about what Sean used to be or who he used to be. So I think a lot of people need to be more open to what that looks like. And I do believe whether it's uh, relocating or even if it's just taking on other opportunities, people are very uh, risk adverse. And that's really Mm -hmm. what it boils down to, man. Like, you know, we coming from the black community, we know not only do people not um, go to another state, go to another country, they don't even get out of their neighborhood, bro. Like Mm -hmm. I know literally people that, like they never been without five, 10 miles from out out where they from, you Mm -hmm. know? that that really, um, you know, like I know that is something that our people suffer from, but you know, it's a big, big world out there, bro. It's a big, big world, and I think a lot of times people don't even realize like how much opportunity is actually. It's 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 just crazy. Like uh, my sister, for example, one of my sisters ended up uh, staying up here with me. She was uh, in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and she was getting paid, let's say, less than ten dollars. Came up here, same credentials, no extra schooling, just hard work, dedication, being a beautiful, bright woman that she is, was able to double her income immediately, Mm. immediately by just a move. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying and what that was mm-hmm. able to do for her and my nephew. And like, and, and she, she's way past that now, you know, with all the promotions and the different mm-hmm. uh, positions that they didn't moved her up with, but literally the same person, the same vessel, the same God given ability, but basically your environment is not conducive to you going any higher than what you may be able to go. So you're never able to really exhaust your potential. Like, you know, like, so it happens to us all the time. Like, so I know the, the comfort of, you know, being familiar 
is uh, it's a blessing and it's a curse. And you have to continue to examine that stuff and say like, am I not really moving forward because, you know, like it would be such a great risk or am I not moving forward because this is all I know and I'm comfortable and I'm scared of what the other side of that looks like. So man, mm. it's something that I like, even with Jake and Ben, you know, like I run a lot of things for them. You know what I mean? Like I could be like, hey man, I'm a business owner and you know, I make several whatever I make, you know, every single year and I could stay in that zone or I could say, man, it's something about their mission. That's like my mission. And let me mm -hmm. link up with these brothers. And I believe collectively we could do something greater than what, cause they couldn't do, like I couldn't do what I'm doing without them and vice versa. They wouldn't have been able to go on and do some of the stuff that they've been able to do had they not had somebody that was a stable point and responsible and vetted to be able to do. So it's like every, I'm always looking for those opportunities, man. Like wherever mm -hmm. God has is, is willing to take me um, I, I believe that nobody knows. I always tell people this, and I think you were on the Lions Den when I was telling telling the guys about this the other day. I believe nobody knows your potential but you. Mm. Like, so even my wife, like God has given me a special uh, mission. Like, you know, that she gonna have to realize and come into fruition as we do it and as we live it out. Not that my wife has supreme belief in me, right? But it's just some things God didn't give to her. Right, like, no, yeah, like, like you know what I mean? Like, hey, bro, like hey, brother, I, I, I believe you and I'm riding with you, but it's kind of hard for me to see some of those things. So even if I let that, the woman that I know loves me like, like no other, if I let that stifle me and my potential, right? Like I won't be able to really serve my family in the capacity that I know God has called them because again, I'm letting another person dictate your potential. You have to know what your potential is and you feel that yearning inside the stretch. Mm -hmm. You gotta let that be a kind. Don't be reckless don't be irresponsible you know sometimes it's going to take one two three four five years to get there but at the same time if, if it's something pulling on your heart to move in a direction man i believe let that let that be your guiding light and that's all i've ever done you know so i got to alaska all my buddies that got stationed with me man they didn't see the opportunity they didn't right like they got here and it was the worst place it's cold it's dark i can't wait to go back to my family so they left and no shade to any of them they went on and did beautiful things for themselves but also I've made a name. Like I've made yeah. a name for they, myself. They, they, a lot of times you passing up uh 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 silver, uh yes. you, you picking up silver when you could have got gold. Yes, yes. And so. and I think that's um I think that's huge because I can really relate to what you're saying there because um I had a conversation with my wife and I was like, I understand y'all, y'all see what I'm doing. And y'all fully back me in what I'm doing. But sometimes when you see me feeling inadequate at certain things or certain way, it's not because, you know, I don't feel y'all support or anything. It's because when y'all feel I'm on point, I know I'm not on point to the level mm -hmm. I want to be because I have a vision. There you go. That is so big that if I was to even speak it right now, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. It would just sound beyond lofty, you know, mm -hmm. because I even, we, we do, we, we talk bits and pieces of it, but one of the things I'd like to been talking about um, is how as a culture, we really need to wonder why the most explorative uh, human beings on this planet, um, our counterparts, um, have never figured out what's at the bottom of the ocean and don't care to. They're going to space mm. and trying to figure out what's going on up there. And I said that 
um, I even have dreams about being in space wow. and doing things in space. Wow. And Elon Musk moved his plans up from 2050 to. And these are things that I even see like, man, no, we have to be a part of this. And so it leads into my next question, which you had did with that is for married couples, how do you um, discuss what, what is advice you would give to married couples who are doing this together and wanting to, um, my wife said, I'm lagging. Can you, are you, are you able to catch me? Yeah, I'm catching you. It is lagging, but you're fine. I can hear you. Okay. I just, yeah. Okay. Um, for married couples, um, how do you not only manage well, but how do you build wealth together? And what would be the advice that you mm. do to make that be a cohesive thing? Yeah, um, I, I've always had the, uh, everybody got to get on the same page. And I know that sounds like cliche and things like that, but so many times people, you got one that got their foot on the brake, one, one got their foot mm. on the gas. And it's very important that if we're all going forward, we got to go forward. There has mm -hmm. to be some idea. And, and I think it's also like understanding each other's strengths and understanding where we can help with the vision, where we can be a part of something. How can we bring people in to where they don't feel isolated? Like it's just yours, right? Like it's like, like men, sometimes we'll come up with these big old, big old grand schemes and the woman's looking like, okay, so where do <laughs> I fit in at that? Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so I think it's very important to always try to sit down and show people like, you know, you're a vital piece to this. You know what I mean? Like the more we're in harmony, the more that we're doing what we need to do, everything else is going to, to just align. So I think it's like continually always know that it's not just a, a, a one-time deal, like continually coming back and refining the vision, making it plain, having family meetings, letting people know what that looks like and the benefit of where we're getting. Um, you know, it was it was this guy, uh, one of my buddies, he told me an analogy one time. He said, if you take a woman up to a plane, right, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of gave away the joke. But if you take a woman up to like just some shrap metal, right, and just, you know, mm -hmm. just show her all of these scattered parts and all of that type of stuff. And, you know, you're you're super hyped because you know where what, what it has the potential to be. But mm -hmm. all she can see is like, oh, well, you know, we got a couple of things over there and I can't really make out what that is. And that looks like a motor maybe. And like, mm -hmm. but you know that it has the potential to be, you know, a plane or something like mm -hmm. that. Like we have to flesh out our vision and make it so plain that they know that that's what it is. That even if it's just some parts and we kind of moving around, bay, like I'm willing to rock with you, but you got to mm -hmm. show me where that leads. Mm -hmm. And even like you said, even those big visions to where it's just like, hey, I'm about to tell you some stuff that might blow your mind. But I just I, you're my life partner and I got to let you know and you got to be tapped into where we're trying to go. And just mm. also knowing, you know, also know your, again, knowing your partner and knowing, um, you know, when you can have conversations, like, you know, and what parts need to be necessary. Sometimes I do feel like, you know, with men, it, it can be very overwhelming, especially entrepreneurs. We get a new idea every day. I might be watching YouTube and be like, hey, man, I'm gonna <laughs> right? So that's hard. That's hard to follow. That's very hard to follow as opposed to like chilling praying, meditating on it, you chewing on it for a little while and then saying, hey, I'm really feeling like I'm being led to kind of go in this, this route. So like, you know, and then I also, this is my last part, I think having success. The more you are able to lead in a successful manner to where they can have faith because there's some substance there, 
as opposed to continually have faith in something that they can never see or never came to fruition or your other 99 projects that you fell through on, um, you know, that's where I want my brothers to start leaning on to. Like our sisters believe in us, but sometimes we are a little bit all over the place and we have, we left a thousand things undone to where it's just like, I was riding with you on the last thing. I helped put up money. I helped do this. And now we keep taking all of it. So it's really very important that you stay grounded and you have success, uh, not just for the sake of having success so that, but so that everybody can kind of get in with the vision to be like, okay, I know we can win because you know, we just coming off a winning streak with the last thing that we did, as opposed to, you know, like, eh, this is another idea. So I know it's kind of hard um, with, 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 with Instagram and social media, you know, and we just have access to so much information right now, but staying rooted in something and a concept for, you know, a little while and getting the family over that hump, I think is very important because I think that builds a, a family. I never use this term, but I think it, it's, it's adequate, a family confidence. You know, we talk about self-confidence mm -hmm. and things like that, mm -hmm. a family confidence that we can do this for our last name because we did that. We did this. We did that. We 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 you know we we all came together and we put our money in in the last time. Ain't nobody gonna rob one another. You know we we handle things differently and more appropriately. And you know we came up to some adversity and we were able to get over that hump. So I know you know this is a bigger situation, but I know we can do it because we've done it in the past. So I think that's very mm -hmm. important having some type of track record and not just keeping people so in the in the clouds all the time that you don't have to live up to your end of the deal. If it's if it's gonna be some belief and you're gonna ask her support, then I believe that your other side of it is you taking it serious enough to come through on what you said you would come through on. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you got real, real heavy. There was, there was a, yeah, that was deep. Yeah, man. You should, yeah. You, I, I, and really, some of the stuff you, you said too are things that I do work on trying to do, but I would like to ask Fatima too, out of what you heard out of that, do you feel that I kind of, give you that make make it clear and understanding where you fit in in a lot of those different things um for me yeah i mean of course yeah there's some things just working on like um because one of the things that we've talked about that i work that i have to work on on my end is the forward thinking and being that you forward think a lot and you do have all of these visions and things like that it's more of like um haven't letting those thoughts come out so that it because it'll help me with my forward thinking and how I can be more valuable to those plans that you do have. So like when we do collaborate with our plans and we put them together, like we do it a lot because I might be thinking one thing and then you're thinking something else, but we can, we usually all like majority of the time we come together, bring those plans together and we're able to work it out and it actually fits together majority of the time too. And so not fraying away from, okay, this might be too much for her to understand, but just more, okay, if I get this out there, she might have something that, that could possibly add even just a little bit too, and we can grow this out. So just more of that, because um, there's a lot of men, like, I mean, there's not a lot of men that has the, you know, the thinking capability that you have, but there's also a lot of men that do. But um, there's also a lot of men that don't have women that can increase and add to their plans and goals and things and build with. So I'm just one of them women that I'm willing to build. I'm wanting to build. So I'm like, okay, just throw it at me and I can help you grow this. Mm. So. That's it. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. That was really, really big. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Um. So another question that I have for you, and I, I won't keep you too, too long, because I know you have other uh, meetings too, as well. But what, and if it's if it's more than one, that's fine as well. Mm-hmm. But what is the most important book you have ever read, and why? Mm, I. I would say uh, for me, it's probably too. Like the Bible is like fundamental because I feel like people be jacking from the Bible. Understand me? Like I feel like, <laughs> like as cliche as it sounds, it's like, I heard this somewhere. And you go and it's like, they change a few characters. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty much yeah. the same. Even Marvel movies. I was just watching the DC <laughs> comic joint. I'm like, this is like some Christ stuff. Like for real, for real. But like, you know, it is what it is. So that's like foundational. I always try to like back it up and just have something because like just for my family, me and my wife, you know, having some type of thing that we both can be in agreement on, you know, like I think that's our staple point to be able to say like, is it biblical or are we just kind of making this up? So that is like number one, but then like outside of that secular secular books. My bad, I, real quick, go back on that and say that one more time again. Yeah. That, 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 that is, is this biblical we making stuff? Because people yeah, don't really yeah. take the time to read. Could you, could you hit on that again? Yeah, like, you know, it's a lot of different uh, philosophies. You understand? Mm-hmm. And I say it's right or wrong, but like you do have to. So like this, I put it like this. So if you go to a court of law, like the whole way you, you're able to talk about is about whatever the municipality or whatever the city laws are, state laws, fed laws. Like there's a book that governs it. There's laws, there's statutes and regulations that say this is out of bounds. This is not. Uh, many times in our personal life, we don't have that compass. Even in relationships, you don't have that comp- compass. Uh, so one of the biggest things that I believe in communication, so in communication uh, or good, healthy communication, there's a couple of different qualities, you know, affinity, um, and then you have communication, and then you're also going to have what's called reality. Now, reality mm. don't mean like what we probably think it perceive it to mean. Reality means just agreement. Like when I say that this is black, that we all agree that that's black. Now, if mm. I'm saying that it's black and you saying it's red, no matter what we talk about, right, because our realities ain't the same. There'll mm. never be no type of like good communication. Now, can we just yell over one another and consider that communication? That's not communication. And that's what happens a lot of times is we really don't have these things that are anchored in like, okay, like this is the value system that we believe. Like, let's go research that and make sure that it aligns out. Like maybe you might come to find out that maybe this is rooted in the Bible or the Quran or whatever that, that thing might be mm. for you. But you got to have some type of law you know what i'm saying inside something that we agree upon because everybody perception is just perception right like how i see something Mm -hmm. and how brother elijah sees something it's not a right or wrong that's just our experiences that's the Mm -hmm. lens that we see life through and like we could butt heads on that if we don't have a commonality to be like all right bro okay like what's what and if and like a lot of times people are talking to people i'll get on a little tangent here like even in social media a lot of times mm-hmm. you're marking and going back and forth with people that their reality ain't even the same as yours. So no matter how mm-hmm. articulated that point one, point two, mm-hmm. and thirdly, and all of that type of stuff you want to say, like this person, they, they never lived your life. They mm-hmm. don't understand. Like they like it doesn't matter how much you break down, they're not in agreement with what you're talking about. So it's they're the ops, they're the opposition. And you have mm-hmm. to realize that before you even go into some of these things. Cause many times, especially on social media, a lot of people are out here to make you look like a fool, 
right? They're not even mm-hmm. there to like really get a healthy argument. There's nothing wrong with the healthy dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like we all should be up for that. But many times these people are not for that, you know? So like, that's my whole thing about as far as the, you know, the Bible and just, you know, even if my wife don't look at it, like as a leader, mm-hmm. you know, I got to make sure that I'm like in alignment to where it's like, okay, like, am I making this up? Am I gassing? Like, am I just really feeling myself? Cause we know as men, we all do that. Like, yeah right now and then i gotta come down either that's an apology you know praying whatever that gotta be but like we have to do it off of what we consider to be the truth you know what i mean and it's not so so many times and i talk to my wife about this all the time that agreeing to disagree stuff is whack that's whack Mm -hmm. like and it's it's becoming more and more common that people like okay like that's that's with somebody that you don't got to do life with like with people that you do life with, we got to get some real, like, okay, like, are we able to do this together? Do you believe in these things? Like, and it's not enough mm-hmm. of these real conversations. And, and, you know, you'll be with somebody for 10 years and like, really y'all don't have none of the same core values because the whole time everybody was just trying to appease one another with, we'll just agree to disagree. Like, no, you can no, agree. To, not at all. You can, oh, yeah, man. you can agree or disagree about small things. The monumental things about how we're raising children and how we're handling money, how we're like, we have to get some form of like this is our code of ethics and this is how we're doing it or again it's not like the you know like the bible says that two will become one it's not a oneness you understand me like that's Mm -hmm. what we really trying to try like so many times like i feel like again you always got to look at the world and their counter to everything that god is so they're Mm -hmm. always trying to get you to walk like you know what i mean divided really in your own path and doing Mm -hmm. as opposed to god says y'all came together to be one to mm-hmm. be one and oneness. And what does that look like? It doesn't mean that, you know, it looks like balance. It doesn't mean that every single time is going to go my way. Every time is going to mm-hmm. go her way, but we're searching for what it might not even be about what my dad and my mom did, like what works for us. You know what I mean? And like, as long as we're clear about that, as long as we comfortable about that, that's what we rock. So that's why I say having some type of books or having some type of, you know, whether that be the Bible or whatever that is for you mm-hmm. um, is important because you got to have something to mediate. Like, you know, like, and be able to get to some decisions and some clarity, you know, in my opinion. But outside of the, outside of the Bible, I would say um, the 10X rule has been a book that changed my life. Uh, the whole premise behind that is just that, you know, many people do not um, actually live up or be able to achieve their goals because they don't realize the amount of effort and the amount of time and the amount of dedication that it's actually going to take to be able to achieve those goals. So many of Mm. us get a good idea tomorrow and at the first whim, including myself, at the first whim of any type of uh, resistance, now we back at square one when we really should have went in the mindset of knowing like, bro, I ain't never did this before or this is a new venture for me or I'm not known in the market. So like my my, my whole thing is going to have to be like the name of the book, 10X. Like yeah. my marketing, my promotion, everything that I do will have to be an uphill battle until I get to the place where it can be some downhill because I got some momentum behind me. But most of us don't realize that. So a lot of us have a lot of lofty goals. But then when it comes out, you want to make a million dollars, you want to make $10 million. But then when you look at your schedule or you look at things, or you look at your relationships and you're looking at the, the personal development, it doesn't match up to what your goals are. So you have to be very careful um, of that. And then uh, lastly, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, and uh, they have two versions. So they got the re- regular version. You got Napoleon Hill. And then they have another ber- version by, uh, by T- uh, Dennis Kimbrough. 
and he's a black mm -hmm. man. So he just, he just basically was the same principles, but he wanted to make it real for us. So they use yeah. a lot of people like Oprah Winfrey and uh, Robert Johnson. That's the owner of uh former owner of the Bobcats, the former owner of uh, BET. And they just make it real for us so that we can see mm -hmm. a lot of people that, you know, were able to achieve the same things using the same principles, but, you know, walking more of a, of, of, of our walk and our talk. So those would be the two, three books, I guess, that, um, that, that, that have really, you know, shaped me and helped me and stuff that I still go back to and read. And The Science of Getting Rich. We went over that in class, but- oh, We got that. that book too. Yeah, man, that's a powerful yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> we went and got it on Audible. We listened to it together. We've been actually, sure. done, I done already listened to it twice. There you go. Keep listening, man. It's jewels in there every single day. You'll find some type of new way to interpret it. Yes, sir. Man, well, I, I really appreciate that. And like, it's really huge what you said and, and everything you said. You, I, I really hope people um, listen to what you gave us and really unpack a lot of that because even with that agree to disagree and you talk about how that's whack, like, you know, in the relationships in our household as well as within people that we consider to be my friend or your friend, like, you know, we can't do that because a lot of people that we consider that may have been friends before may be be divisive in what it is that we're trying to do as a married yeah. couple and so i really you know everything you said but really like that jewel right there too is so heavy that um and especially as as black people we can't afford to be cool with anybody who ain't cool with the mission mm, because we're about. at a turning point right now and there's going to be a whole lot of people who ain't going to have uh like literally aren't going to even have uh, that their bloodline is going to stop with them wow. through whatever various things that are taking place with science and, and, and economy and everything else like that, their blood, this, this generation that was just here, a lot of them are going to be the last of their bloodline. Wow. And there's going to be a divergence that happens and you really have to pick a side now. There ain't no, nobody can straddle the fence anymore and those people who do straddle the fence that's a choice too and you're going to just cut yourself off so i really think you know you hitting on that is huge you know and yeah. that's one of the reasons why you know i know my wife and i are attracted to what um you jake all of them do is because it's whole families that are pushing married couples that are putting god in front of this business yeah. and understanding that you know, we can't walk around with, we can't, we can't lockstep with anybody who ain't um, riding this the way we riding this. Yeah. Little things, yeah, but there's core values that have to be the same. That's right. Yeah, That's right. and I would like to hit on that um, perception piece because a lot of people, like, I mean, for me, I've been actually needing to make some content about it the past few weeks, but I've been holding back on it. But how people perceive, oh, they'll say, oh, well, your relationship looks all nice and perfect and all that stuff. Well, I mean, we still working through some things. So yes. to you, it looks like this, but you really don't know what's going on and the real, um, but just some people don't, People, many people think that you can get, you know, achieve things without having to go through the rough things, just so mm -hmm. you can look good on the outside, but on the inside, it's like, okay, dang, what do I do? So I really like that you hit on that again, so that I can, that pushes me to do the content that I need to do, because it's very important, especially for um, the women that I'm trying to um, catch 
and help because a lot of us, we, you know, we're looking for the perfect uh, man so that we can build a, you know, ecosystem with and a family with and business with and stuff, but we're looking in all the wrong places or we don't even know what to look for or, you know, what it looks like. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all hit it, man. Like, so I'm, like I said, like, I'm super proud to be on this thing early co-signing it. Y'all got something <laughs> here, man. So y'all stay encouraged. You know, you always gotta, you're always gonna have the haters, you're always gonna have the doubters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, like, this is needed. You know what I mean? Like, literally, like a married couple doing life together, you know, righteous living. Um, you know, and you don't have to have it all together, y'all. Like it's going to be, it's going to be some, some things that don't go quite right. It's always just a learning lesson. You know what I mean? So I think if y'all take the same principles that y'all have taken in y'all, y'all marriage and apply them to this, then it has no choice but to be successful. So just be patient. You know what I mean? But I really feel like the, the core of what y'all are doing, um, is beautiful. It's, uh, it's, and it's, it's necessary. You know what I mean? Like we need to have black voices you know that 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 are not attached to nothing and you know not saying nothing for you know how you know like uh, uh showing pony like just you know this mm-hmm. is their belief. you know like we need that you know so i i love that you know we do have a lot of uh a lot you know more freedom with these podcasts and things like that but i'm, I'm a big advocate of the independent route um i believe so many times that's always been our, as, a, as a black community, that's been one of the things that have stifled us is that we get something going on and then we sell it and then it ain't even and it doesn't even be reflective of, of us anymore or mm-hmm. get something going on and we partner with somebody and they just hush us the whole time to where we can't even make a statement, can't even say what we want to say because we mm-hmm. in, we're in covenant with the, you know, basically the enemy for real, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the devil. Uh, so, you know, so it's very important what y'all do. Stay motivated, stay consistent, man. And y'all, y'all got my support. I would love to come on the show uh, any other time. Y'all Y'all need me, all right? All right, I appreciate you coming. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, do you want a recording of this too? Yeah, if y'all could, I'll chop it up and I'll uh, put it on. I'll put it up on my um, outlet as well.